Hi, I'm Tammy Sorensen of Sound Expressions, and welcome to episode number 10 of Digging Deeper in December. Be sure to check out episodes 1, 2, and 3 for the introduction and specifics of this podcast series. For today's podcast, I begin with several powerful truths from Luke chapter 10 in the Passion Translation, pertinent to now. I conclude today's podcast psalming in A444 Hertz tuning. Be sure to listen to episode number one for an explanation of psalming. Luke chapter 10, verses 1 through 8. After this, the Lord Jesus formed 35 teams among other disciples. Each team was two disciples, 70 in all, and he commissioned them to go ahead of him into every town he was about to visit. He released them with these instructions. The harvest is huge, but there are not enough harvesters to bring it in. As you go, plead with the owner of the harvest to send out many more workers into his harvest fields. Now off you go. I am sending you out even though you feel as vulnerable as lambs going into a pack of wolves. You won't need to take anything with you. Trust in God alone. And don't get distracted from my purpose by anyone you might meet along the way. Once you enter a house, speak to the people there and say, God's blessings of peace will be upon this house. If a lover of peace resides there, your peace will rest upon that household. But if you are rejected, your blessing of peace will come back upon you. Don't shift from one house to another, but stay in one home during your time in that city. Eat and drink whatever they serve you. Receive their hospitality, for you are my harvester, and you deserve to be cared for. When you enter into a new town and you have been welcomed by its people, follow these rules. Eat what is served you. Heal the sick and tell them all. God's kingdom has arrived and is now within your reach. But when you enter a city and they do not receive you, say to them publicly, We wipe our feet from the very dust of your streets as a testimony before you. Understand this. God's kingdom came within your reach, and yet you have rejected God's invitation. Our commission has not changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and eternally. In Luke chapter 10, verse 16, Jesus concluded his instructions to the 70 with these words. Remember this, whoever listens to your message is actually listening to me. And anyone who rejects you is rejecting me, and not only me, but the one who sent me. It is for this reason that we are not called to convict or convince anyone of anything, contrary to what media and social media would have us believe. We are called to go where he sends us, say or do what he leads us to say or do, and then leave it with Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit alone can convince or convict individual revelation. This is all the more reason why we should walk free of offense or rejection as mature sons and daughters. It's not about us. It's not about our ministries or our churches, but rather it has always been and will always be about Jesus and his kingdom, period. Luke chapter 10, verses 17 through 20. When the 70 missionaries returned to Jesus, they were ecstatic with joy, telling him, Lord, even the demons obeyed us when we commanded them in your name. Jesus replied, While you were ministering, I watched Satan topple until he fell suddenly from heaven like lightning to the ground. Now you understand that I have imparted to you 
my authority to trample over his kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will harm you as you walk in this authority. However, your real source of joy isn't merely that these spirits submit to your authority, but that your names are written in the journals of heaven and that you belong to God's kingdom. This is the true source of your authority. Jesus clearly states that those who have left everything to follow him and do what he sends us to do have his authority imparted to us to trample over every power of the kingdom of darkness without backlash, period. That statement messes with many intercessory ministry beliefs and mindsets. Holy Spirit, activate the truth of these powerful words from Luke 10, verses 17 through 20, to be the revelation beliefs and mindsets of all those you are calling and commissioning to manifest your heart and will on the earth in this hour, over the deep darkness covering the earth. Empower each and every one to stand in your faith and to walk out this truth in all things. Our true source of authority will always be Jesus and his kingdom for his glory alone. Luke 10 verse 21 explains this further. Then Jesus, overflowing with Holy Spirit's joy, exclaimed, Father, thank you, for you are Lord Supreme over heaven and earth. You have hidden the great revelation of this authority from those who are proud, those who are wise in their own eyes, and you have shared it with those who have humbled themselves. Yes, Father, this is what pleases your heart, to give these things to those who are like trusting children. Luke chapter 10, verse 22. Father, you have entrusted me with all that you have. No one fully knows the Son except the Father, and no one fully knows the Father except the Son. But the Son is able to reveal the Father to anyone he chooses. Again, Holy Spirit can impart the revelation alone, the conviction alone, and doing the convincing alone. We are simply the messengers. Luke chapter 10, verses 26 through 28. Jesus replied, What do you read in the law? How do you understand it? The religious scholar answered, It states, You must love the Lord God with all your heart, all your passion, all your energy, and your every thought. And you must love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, That is correct. Now go and do exactly that, and you will live. Love as defined and demonstrated by Jesus looks very different than love as defined and demonstrated by man. We are living in an hour where the entire Bible has been reduced to love God and love others. This is an absolute truth. However, loving God and loving others in the power of Christ looks very different than loving God and loving others in the power of ourselves. Far too many have taken the words of Jesus and twisted them, modernized scripture, to accommodate the masses in giving permission to live however we want to live and still claim all of the benefits and blessings of the kingdom, accusing one another of being unloving with regard to people's choices when they don't align with kingdom life. We have used these very words to justify redefining scripture. These very words have become kingdom of darkness ammunition to keep us divided. Again, 
No one can convict or convince anyone of anything. Therefore, as sons and daughters, our call is to be so passionately and wholeheartedly in love with our Heavenly Father, in love with our Lord and Savior and King, with His Word, with His Kingdom, that we can love our neighbors in the same way we love ourselves. Mark 12, verse 31. How many of us actually love ourselves as Jesus made a way for us to do so? If we really love ourselves as He intends, what comes out of our mouths is an indicator, the indicator of what's really in our hearts. Luke chapter 6, verse 45 says, People are known in this same way, out of the virtues stored in their hearts, Good and upright people will produce good fruit. Likewise, out of the evil hidden in their hearts, evil ones will produce what is evil. For the overflow of what has been stored in our hearts will be seen by our fruit and will be heard in our words. What is being heard in our words and seen through our actions? Kindness, peace, joy, encouragement, comfort, etc.? Or is it anger, criticism, judgment, frustration, arguing, accusing, excusing, selective, hate, etc.? We must love ourselves as he loves us in order to truly love our neighbors as he loves them. Jesus confirms this in the parable of the Good Samaritan found in this chapter. He concludes in Luke chapter 10, verses 36 and 37, So now tell me, which one of the three men who saw the wounded man proved to be the true neighbor? The religious scholar responded, the one who demonstrated kindness and mercy. Jesus said, go and do the same. Luke chapter 10, verses 41 and 42. The Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled, pulled away by all these many distractions? Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted, and I won't take this privilege from her. We live in an age of distraction. Busy schedules, entertainment, family, school, and work commitments and deadlines, along with 24-7 streaming of anything and everything we want to listen to or view. We are a culture of Martha's who have lost the art of face-to-face communication, and we have raised up a generation to continue forward on this treadmill. One of the most powerful resources I have recently read is Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith's book, Sabbath Rest. Every single adult should understand the contents in the pages of this book. This book is an invaluable resource for living a healthy, balanced life of physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, social, sensory, and creative rest. There's actually a Living Sabbath virtual retreat coming up in January, the 7th through the 9th, 2022. It's going to be a powerful means for kicking off a new year. This is a unique virtual experience designed to help participants redefine and rediscover the many benefits of rest renewing minds, bodies, spirits, and relationships throughout three days of restoration. I am one of the restorative session presenters on Saturday, January 8th at noon, along with 30-plus powerful and amazing speakers. A link will be included in today's podcast notes. Dr. Dalton Smith's book, Sabbath Rest, 
fully addresses our merry need, discovery, and choosing. We have been created to dwell in His presence, our true source of rest and healing. Being Mary's in a Martha-driven world truly is a privilege. Be blessed.